According to the science of today, you cannot get an eyeball transplant, but you can get a poop transplant. It's Sam Cook this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? Uh, I went to the eye doctor today. Oh, fabulous. And the technician who like does the tests, the testing, I don't know, the like, let me take pictures of your eye stuff. He's very touchy, not in like an inappropriate way, just in a, he's a very friendly guy. He shook my hands, I counted, he shook my hand three times. He pat me on the shoulder five times um twice once before and once after each little like eye test thing i can't tell if he's ocd or you are um, (laughs) well i've had him a few times you counted i counted because he does it every time wow and then he this was new he hugged me when it was time for me to go see the optometrist so it's just a very like it's a very touchy feely appointment yeah he's super friendly yeah he hugged me. It was, yeah, but like, I can't remember if it was a hugged me before, but like, I see him with other patients and he's shoulder touching and shaking hands with everybody. So I don't feel uncomfortable. Right, or, well, no, I do feel uncomfortable. I wouldn't have. Not singled out. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have started the podcast. <laughs> talking about how the eye technician, what's he called? He's not the eye doctor. He's not the optometrist. He's, he's. He's the eye guy. The eye guy. Yeah. I don't know. That's the very professional medical term. For I mean, him. all I could think was like, man, this is what I could try to like get into if I quit Hollywood. This seems like touching. Being touched. Yeah. Well, no, like the eye stuff. The touching <laughs> depends on how comfortable I am with the eye stuff. But yeah, just like here, look in this. Follow the tree. That's the backup career. Let me blow that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm too old to go into dental school, and that was always the original. Was it? Backup oh. career, yeah. My dad's a dentist. Really? And my uncle and my grandpa. Why aren't you? Because my, my dad's a dentist. Yeah. So, you know who had a very short-lived career in Hollywood-ish, kind of, really in the music industry. Beedoo, That's the segler going off. That That's wasn't a, a great segue. No, I that was the worst segue we've ever done. But you know what? I'm gonna stick with it anyway. Because please do. I didn't give us any. I didn't give us a really juicy <laughs> topic. I didn't really give us a juicy jumping off. I feel off like point. you could have jumped. You could. You, you could have used the overly touching. Oh Ooh, yeah. Let me back this up. Okay. Do you know. You know who else was a little uh, touchy, a little handsy when he probably shouldn't have been? Who's that? Uh, topic of today's podcast. That's the seg alert going off. That's much better. Stronger Thank that you. time. I'm going to bring in our guests. They're the co-hosts of the podcast. This particular album is very, very important to me. Please welcome Joel Spence and Deb Tariq. Hello. Hi. Thank you for coming. Thanks Part for of our us. February duos. Mm-hmm. All month right. long. This is great. We, uh, Deborah and I are not an item. Oh, no. no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've made a decision about the status of our relationship. This is how you tell me. Yes, I, it's safer to me to do this publicly. Um, so yes, we are. We wow. are just friends. Wow, I have a kid with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no you heard t- it. This no is my time telling you. Joel. This is my time to tell you. You heard it here first, <laughs> listeners. 
Joel and Deb are not together. <laughs> Still a podcast couple, though. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Going strong. We are, yeah. we are passive aggressive with each other. We probably had some we, anniversaries we in no there. We no longer sleep oh. together. No. <laughs> That's we been a while. We podcast while. in separate beds. Yes. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about the life and death of Sam Cook. Or as you wrote in the email, Sam Cookie. Oh, don't look at me. That was Nadia. <laughs> no, that was Nadia. Why did you just assume not? I said Cookie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we need a psychologist wow. to kind of <laughs> interpret that. That was his pet name yeah. that he was known as. I did, I did notice that email, though, and I forgot, so I'm glad you brought it <laughs> up. Did I see that? I don't even know. Let in my confirm. brain, I'm like. It did say Sam Cookie. Because you, oh, you then I was, oh, and then you called somebody. You called about it in the email, right? No. Because no. then I was like, am I looking up the wrong person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Sam you and Cookie I... is related to the Cookie Monster. Yeah. yeah. It's what like if... a one-off that they brought in. <laughs> what if Deborah and I came in each with a different idea? <laughs> oh, you're okay. I'm talking about Sam Cookie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about separate Sam Cookies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, but it's both separate Sam Cookie. Famous Amos's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Cookie. He invented the cookie. <laughs> Prove he didn't, Nadia. Yeah. You got the computer. Prove he didn't. I'm not, I refuse. I See? believe you 100%. Exactly. Do a good. This is what the honeymoon phase is like. You yeah. just believe what your partner tells mm-hmm. you. You don't have any reason to That's doubt gaslighting, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm in trouble. Isn't all love a, a form a of gaslighting? A hundred percent. So, Sam Cook. Yeah. Why do you know that? Oh. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I this just, musician and artist and all that. I, I don't know just where to... love him. I don't. Uh, the voice. It's the voice. The voice and the songs. It's he's. Uh, I knew his music before I knew his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's he's just a, the most amazing musician. <laughs> like he's just his voice can make me cry. Um, because it's his. It's just beautiful. Um, yeah, I I, th- I agree. I think it's his. There's something special about him. In fact, I was watching a documentary, not the documentary that we were talking about, but another documentary. His brother, his youngest brother, who was still alive at the time of the documentary, he may still be alive. I don't know. But at his sort of part, his last line in the doc was, um, Essentially, I think about him every day. I miss him every day. And this was his, he died 40 years ago, but I miss him every day because he was something else. And something else is a, a cliche, like, but that's like, you, you, those cliches are true. That, that's the perfect description of, it applies to Sam Cooke. Yeah. He was something different yeah. in, in every aspect of his career as an artist. A business, I mean, he's such an entrepreneur. He was, he's yeah. truly like, and his career was so short. Mm-hmm. I, it's astounding how quickly, well, like from when he transitioned from gospel into soul, mm-hmm. like how short lived that was, and what he did in that time, yeah, not just music wise. Yeah, like uh, twenty nine or thirty nine, something like that, like top twenty. If I were top guessing 10. his yeah. age, he was at like, <laughs> like twenty nine years. years old or thirty nine years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was twenty nine. He was thirty nine. Um, yeah, in that short amount of time. He well, first of all, he. I think people give this to him. He sort of invented soul. Like he, he his, he was the first person to really, um, or that we attribute soul to. I think to him. At the, yeah, you say yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I think he, his nickname is Father of Soul, and yeah. it's yeah. sort of he's the guy that yeah. bridged that gap between soul and pop. 
Yeah. Yeah. And sort of brought gospel, gospel and pop, yeah. into mainstream uh-huh. or certainly gospel yeah. elements that yeah. may yeah. not have existed prior. For right. Sure. And he was also, as a gospel singer, different than everybody else because yeah. he was singing way much more smoother, purer. Like, uh, I can't quite describe it because a lot of gospel singers were really throaty voiced singers but he was he was singing it almost like a crooner so he was changing gospel music and then he decided to go mains or uh, to secular i guess he was sexing it up a little bit i'd say yeah he was sexing up gospel gospel, yeah 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 yeah. the girls would come and uh want it was like a you know a sex symbol for young church going women i would have gone yeah i mean he was he was handsome he was so he's beautiful yeah imagine being in church and just having to be like don't get turned on. Don't get horny. Don't get horny in church. <laughs> Shit, oh. I'm so horny. And in the church. singer, singers going get horny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but like get horny for God. <laughs> sure. That's why I'm here. I'm here because I'm horny for God. That's it. That I don't think like that a, makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something they put on a like a marquee. You know, they put on a marquee like yeah. some little joke at yeah. the church. Like get horny for God. <laughs> if you, what they like a targeted thing to like teens. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Get horny. Get horny for God. <laughs> hey. Hey Jesus, you up? Yeah, <laughs> like one of those Disneyland billboards that like light up and are all like nice, and then it's but it's just a church and God yeah. and, it says, and get horny for God like with light up, like LED. Exactly. We're onto something. <laughs> is yeah. there a lot of money in church? <laughs> <laughs> there is. Oh wow, that's the thing. Uh, you got too many backup careers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Steve, just too not good at anything. Have a little faith in yourself. You're you're not going to need the backup. That can be uh, a billboard for church, too. Have a little faith. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, queen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Sam Cooke was born in January 1931 in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Grew up in Chicago as son of a minister. That guy knew church. Uh, <laughs> performed. That's what his business card said. <laughs> that guy knew church. Yeah. It was in the past tense and third person. <laughs> yeah. That way you could also share them. business cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I supposed to say this after you leave this interaction? <laughs> that guy knew church. Okay. All right. Uh, can I just have my sandwich, please? <laughs> I need to get away from this man. <laughs> Um, so he performed a lot with his family as a kid, and then he formed this quintet in his teens called the Highway QCs. Um, do you guys know anything about that group? I mean, it, that seems harder to find. It's not as like indie uh, musical atmosphere. I, d- <laughs> I don't. I, I would way say of like that. overall, too. It's that is something like that'd be interesting if we did know that because yeah. a lot of people know about Sam Cooke. There's not. I don't think we're gonna bring a lot to this that people yeah. like yeah we know the this, hits this is, uh, <laughs> our our whole thing is we come at things from emotion yeah. right i mean annex and expertise yeah and some but, but yeah uh well, it actually doesn't sound like enough so we're gonna thank you for, <laughs> thank you for joining us i do know about the quintet he formed uh <laughs> they sang gospel and they toured okay. around until sam cook joined a bigger gospel okay. group checks out uh, checks out uh, what are they called again he stayed with for uh, he replaced harris or the last name of harris uh he joined the soulsters which were like the biggest gospel group yeah um they toured and uh once he started making his transition they kicked him out didn't they 
Did they make that up? Or maybe he kicked himself out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, We're covering our bases in that. He the, kicked oh, himself you know out what it was? It was the record company that signed the gospel group gave them gave him permission to record secular and then once he started to hear the secular music he was recording said no you're not a member of this and i think that's what yeah that's a little too sexy yeah, yeah. that's how yeah. i got kicked out of my church group <laughs> a little too sexy i believe it yeah couldn't go on the snowboard trip <laughs> you were just like handing out condoms to everybody. It wasn't even that particularly sexy. I they didn't, just found it sexy. Nothing sexier than somebody handing yeah. out a condom. I didn't oh, tell yeah. them to use them. I just wanted them to have them. <laughs> uh, I volunteer occasionally with the LGBT Center in LA. And Humble one brag. time I signed up to, I know. And one time Thank I, you. <laughs> I signed up for, um, they were like, this is a uh, AIDS funders are party. And I was like, okay, cool. And when I got there, they're like, okay. You're going to be folding these cardboard pieces of paper, and then you put condoms in it. And the idea is they hand out the free condoms at various events. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing like spending four hours making your thumbs numb from folding little pieces of paper to stick a condom in it to be like, I never need to ever see a condom ever again. It's a real <laughs> thumb number, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, ba it. a bad takeaway from that, though. I yeah. never <laughs> <laughs> from this day forward. I will yeah. never use a condom again. <laughs> I want to, Nadia, I want to invite you to listen to our Balloon Fest 86 episode yeah. and think about those children tying balloons in their fingers yeah. next time you're bleeding. folding condom cards. All those teens with their bleeding fingers. Yeah. Spooked horses, for Christ's sake. Your thumbs yeah. were numb. Yeah. yeah. Horses <laughs> broke their ankles. <laughs> how many ankles, how many horses' ankles did you, you break? You saved lives. Um, something that I found out, the, um, the original group, the Highway QCs, before the Solsters, they're still kicking. Yeah, really. wow. They've just been replacing members over and over again like over like the last yeah. seven, yeah, <laughs> last seventeen years. The the most current reference I could think of is Menuda. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure how often that's is it done anymore. I think Menudo might be the last. No, because it wasn't. Uh, was New Edition that, and they keep doing that? No, can't remember. No, Destiny's no. Child kind of did. Give or take. There's a, a what was the pop band that Cam Camila Cabello was in? Oh, Fifth Harmony. Yeah, Fifth Harmony. Was she? she I I might have made that. I just no, she would. Uh, I think it's Fifth Harmony. Okay. I only learned that she was in it from Sesame Street. <laughs> the main show. Some I people watched Google. Yeah. Can you ex can you explain that? Uh, they had a <laughs> segment on Sesame Street where I believe it was Fifth Harmony. I think it was Fifth Harmony. Uh, showed up and I would. Was it like, was Fifth Harmony. Yeah, and I was like, I think that's Camilla, Cam wow. Camilla, Camilla Cabello. Am I saying it right? Cam God. I Sesame so. Street has some good guests. Oh. Feist did one, two, three, oh, four, so and good. it was really good. I was thinking about it's that. So I watched oh, it yeah. yesterday. Monsters Sam. walking across the floor. It's so cute. Sam, Sam Cookie, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam Cookie. Cookie. <laughs> there is a great Sesame Street clip from the 70s where uh, Paul Simon does like a bit on... He does being hollowed down by the schoolyard with a kid, mm. and he's like giving it his all, and this kid is clapping off beat because this kid's like four, and he's just into it. That's you real. You can kind of see sucks. the look in Paul's eye, like, "Kid, I'm trying to perform, and I need <laughs> you to stop." And I'm just like, I can't tell if this is a bit or if he's like genuinely right. upset that this child is like interrupting his number. Both. Yeah. You can both. Uh, yeah, but it's probably both. <laughs> Paul Simon's a nuanced character. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite of those is uh, Ray Charles and Kermit. The, it ain't easy being or is yes. it easy being oh. oh that's so good yeah you should watch all of them yeah Nora Jones did up. don't know why 
She oh, didn't yeah. know the letter Y. I don't know why. Oh. I think those are so challenging, too. We've talked about this, or it's on our upcoming season. Uh, but, like, when they have to relearn the words to their own song that they've sang a million times, yeah. how hard that must be to lip sync to that new thing. Yeah, oh, right. And not That's go to right. the old thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would highly recommend literally watching every episode of Sesame Street. You heard it here first. Watch <laughs> because Sesame you Street. never know who's going to show up, but also... <laughs> It's, you have to sometimes <laughs> watch every episode just to see all it through the completionist yeah. in yeah. you yeah. all of them start at the beginning yeah. oh I wish <laughs> but you can watch classic ones they're yeah. all there guys they're all are there. they on HBO are the they're classic on ones even yeah, the classic uh, the classic ones are but there's only like a limited number okay. of classic ones and then uh, you have to sit through a lot of Abby's Flying Fairy School mm. Mm. I'm sure they had some shit episodes of Sesame Street that they're not yeah. wanting oh, to yeah. it's like SNL real dumpers. Oh, for sure but I feel like it's like SNL where it's like <laughs> I would watch any of them <laughs> I'd watch the shittiest yeah, Sesame Elmo Street yeah Elmo wore blackface or something <laughs> oh my god if Will Ferrell <laughs> so did in the, the 90s. 90s at some point Will Ferrell what he did I, I believe so there's like some clip that was going around and I went um so he was with the soul stars for um six years uh and then when he was so young I mean he was a teen yeah Yeah. very very young and did a bunch of um touring with them and I feel like that's you know got in his uh what's the word for this like just anybody getting getting in there they're 10,000 hours so to speak yeah uh on the road um and then at some point he leaves and that is when he's uh, – that's when he records first single in 57, I think, because um, you've got Lovable, which was under the pseudonym Dale Cook. And then <laughs> – Fooled nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Without the E, he added the E for He should have added an I and been uh, <laughs> Dale Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in case we want to keep going back to that joke, Nadia's confirmation email said that the topic was Sam Cookie. Ugh. I don't think we said that on mic yet, so. I cannot type on my phone. No, um, it, it probably autocorrected. It probably yeah. autocorrected, yeah. 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 No, I'll blame me forever. Okay. That's my thing, self-flagellation. Um, it autocorrected, Nadia. <laughs> Look at me. It autocorrected. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I just why... have a full breakdown. Yeah. So in 57, that's the same year that he released You Send Me, which was like the first big giant hit. Is that your favorite of his songs? or It's not mine. <laughs> I do have a favorite, but it's not that one. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I do I, love that one. It, it is great, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, I, that's the thing I sometimes want to have, like, you know, a time machine. Not, it's not a time machine, but I want to experience what the music was like before an artist arrives, like, in the past. And yeah. I just want to... S- I'd like to experience the impact that he had with that song um, compared to all the other music that everybody was just sort of used to. That's sort of what I like to go back and like in 1963 and then like know the music and then hear what the Beatles did and just just to feel the impact of what it of, of that. But I to me, that era of music, I think, is my favorite era of music is the 50s up until the I. I'm part of a Beatles podcast. I've devoted a lot of my life to the Beatles, but my favorite part of history of music history in America is that fifties right up to the Beatles is, and, and 
and Sam Cooke is right yeah. in there, in that pocket. There's yeah. so much change in that part of history. Yeah. I mean, Elvis is on the scene, and that's his, like, uh Yeah, I guess I put Elvis peak. in a whole other category. But, yeah, there is a lot of the rock and roll is being invented. Soul is being invented. Um, and the the popularization and the integration of the charts is now happening a yeah. little bit more publicly that's interesting and it is there's more need for it yeah uh, for all this music to like there is still political music and things that change how we look at things but like this time in music is insane yeah for the, I, I don't know i was thinking about that a lot when i was like thinking about doing this podcast about how much like the, the album i'm sure we'll get to it but there's a, a live album that he recorded in 63 the harlem one mm-hmm. yeah oh uh yeah uh, yeah. And it wasn't released until the '80s because it was too controversial to release. Um, just singing because it was rock and roll. Like it was just it, it was too. And it's if you listen to it, it's not. It is like a. It's something like our parents would go to. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's not a. It, there's nothing scandalous about it. But w- when we talk about like what the times are now and what the times like when everybody talks about like it's the worst it's ever been right now and it, it's that music proves that it's not yeah mm-hmm. that you people couldn't listen to that music then um and they wouldn't put it out a record company wouldn't put out that live album even though it was, it's an amazing album because it was too controversial that he that a black man was, was singing to singing. black <laughs> to yeah. black black audience yeah. yeah with with heart like yeah. it, it's it's just insane and it's incredible so like yeah i, I agree with like that time in music is like I don't know. And there's the and there's the bubblegum pop. That's so good. Yeah, like, yeah. All, I think that's uh, part of it. It's like it's that, the but. sweet. It's the beauty. The 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 songs are there's complexity in them, but they feel simple. Yeah. Um, and direct. And the the uh, not to get too te- technical, but I feel like you can hear they're not overloading anything it's instrumentally. Pure. Oh, it's, it's so much more yeah. pure then. Yeah, yeah, it's pre Phil Spector yeah. and his wall of sound. Yeah. Going into not that the, I hate that, I love it, but right. it's there's something, and 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 Sam Cooke's voice in particular is like a like a song with no horns and a trumpet starts playing. It's, it's so beautiful. direct and soul, soulful. Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, I think Cupid is my favorite. Mm, Cupid's so good. Cupid's a good one. Cupid, that's a good. That's good. I think because. There's a lot more of songs like this, but there's not a human being on earth that cannot relate to to that. Yeah. To be wanting Cupid to shoot an arrow. No, no. <laughs> into the into to the strike person. Strike me dead. Yeah. To shoot an arrow into the person that you want to love them to love you. Yeah. And 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 um his it's another one where his voice is shining through. The the and the lyric is kind of it's 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 creative. It's interesting. It's uh, yeah. it's like a different take, and so I, I I love it. That song always reminds me of, uh, and I'm I'm sure I had heard Sam Cooke like just on the oldie station growing up, but yeah. uh, the movie Inner Space. Yeah, guys know the movie that was Inner just Space? on the other day, and I hadn't watched it in a long time, and it? I watched it back to front. That song's it. all over it, and it's just it's yeah. so good. Yeah, so good. You watched it back to front. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Did I, uh, how do you watch movies? Um, I don't actually. <laughs> okay, well, no. have a seat. It's <laughs> true. Steve didn't watch like any of the Oscar. I saw Parasite. But... Oh, you did you? And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I have intentions of watching. Intentions of watching um, okay, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. I have. I plan to that's watch the, Jojo that's Rabbit. That's the one you should okay. see yes. if you're going to see one more. Right. Yeah. Wait, what did you think of Parasite? Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So who's going to say they didn't? Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't. No, I loved it. <laughs> I went into I, just, I truly I don't know anybody that didn't like it. Fucking worst thing in the world. Facebook saying like, I walked out. I saw somebody say I walked out of what? Parasite. I'm like, you are, I, I don't know this person. Like I have no, so I, I get to say she that. sucks. But um, I'm like so surprised. It's, yeah. That's... I took me and my pile of diamond jewels and left the theater immediately. <laughs> How dare they slander our good name, yeah. us the rich. Ma'am, I have to ask that you don't bring that pile of jewels into the AMC. <laughs> yes. and, or bite the Or seat. the microphone. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I, I pour these into my popcorn and they give it a special taste. Wait, you're eating them? Crunch, crunch. <laughs> All right, just, just let her go. <laughs> Simone, she's back. <laughs> One ticket for Birds of Prey or the Emancipation. Isn't that a movie that's got like an yeah, extra long Birds title? Birds of Prey or the Splendac. Spect- some sort of like portmanteau, not real word, like Splendiferous or something. Mm. Emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I I, I, I go past the billboard a lot. It is yeah. supposed to be good. But I hate movie it. titles that have that the long. <laughs> with the exception of um, Doctor Strange Love. Well, that's because once you do it once. Yes. You're great. And yeah. then you start doing it beyond that. Yeah. I mean, maybe they weren't the first, but. I, I mean, Dr. Strangelove maybe wasn't the first, but it's the one I know. Yeah. That's yeah. the only one that I'll allow it on. And every other Birdman, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I've yeah. Been, oh, yeah. What was the. the or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Oh, yeah. Shut um, up. Fiona Apple does that with album titles. This oh, is true. true. Yeah. But I guess because it's like she's a songwriter, it's like lyrical. It's yeah. fine if it's in music. It yeah. drives me nuts if it's in film. So I, I don't know why. But it's because it's in music, like Fiona Apple's the most sincere musician I can think of. Yeah. Like uh, I saw her perform live once and uh, I think she had to like leave the stage for a few minutes <laughs> to like collect herself and then come back out. Zach yeah. Galifianakis is open for her. It was a really? crazy night. I was on a first date. It was crazy. She uh, with, with Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> you were on a first date with Zach Galifianakis. Like, Hold on. I got to go up. The- I got to go to a thing. I mean, basically like it was. Uh, no. Uh, I already read that Fiona like that. Apple is donating two years of royalties from Criminal to um, help with the crisis at the border. Oh, wow. So, yeah. This is real cool. What, yeah. what side is, uh, is she on? Um, <laughs> she is trying to keep immigrants out. Yeah. <laughs> and she's wall, donating huh? two years of uh, royalties to Good question, protect Joel, our we borders. Wouldn't have, we wouldn't have found that out. No, I need to know. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw her perform at the Largo. She was like, oh, she guessed it. I saw her. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, I guess Largo. she's part of that whole scene. But, but I saw the, her in the new. The, oh, I saw her at the old old. One. And it wasn't a. Sh- she just guested on John Bryan's show or ah. something like that. And she, uh, she was she was there. She was present. She was she was going to sing, but she also seemed so fragile, yeah. um, and not in a like pretentious way. It was authentically. I'm scared oh. to perform and awkward and uh, yeah. It's like her and Cat Power. I think of in that way of like mm. very fragile and. Which means you get an amazing show, or, or you see them real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fiona Apple's maybe one of my top five favorite musicians yeah. ever, but I haven't seen her specifically because I only want to see her in like the smallest space I can possibly find, yeah. so I can huh. watch her shake. You should go back and <laughs> be, on, be on that first date with me because it was a very it was the old Largo, which was like five tables. It was tiny. Yeah, it was tiny. Yeah, that's what well, I want. Maybe she cried and Zach Galifianakis left the stage for a minute to go do a bit. Something happened. Somebody left the stage. Anyway. Yeah. I want to see the tears roll down the cheeks. Yeah. It's real. You know, one thing I like about Cupid Hmm. is that he, one of the things I like about Cupid, the last lyric is, I know between the two of us, her heart we can steal. Help me if you will. And he rhymes those two 
steel and will and just how he pronounces it. Yeah. Help me if you wheel. Yeah. <laughs> he gets away so, with that. He gets away with it. Um, My favorite is uh, Bring It On Home to yes, Me. Yeah. You know yeah, that. Yeah. I've talked about that. it on ours. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like, it's, it's so good. Does it's he good... have any cheat rhymes in that one? Not the, uh, I bet he does. I bet he does. That's a good harmony one. Uh, is that um, so good? Is that Lou Rawls that's singing with them? Is the the lower part? Oh, I, I think it, I actually don't know. I think it. Oh, once again, I'm talking about something I don't know. But he's it's a it's like two people singing. It's oh. and he's like, it's a great song. It's so good. All of, I mean, he's somebody. If if I could have seen him in concert, <sighs> what venue though? Any venue, anywhere. I mean, I think the Greek is a good, a good place. Wouldn't you're you? just saying that because you it's close to you. <laughs> I mean, on particularly on like a on a Friday night because I'd get there earlier than all the people driving because I don't have to deal with rush hour. Sure. Um, I mean, the Greek would be cool. I don't know. I feel like uh, Troubadour maybe. Troubadour. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For going small venues. Yeah. Yeah. Troubadour. Can I a hot take? I think. I don't like the Largo. The new one? Yeah. I, mean, I don't I like how they – I just don't like how they run it for, mm. for the audience, how you have to show up at the three hours before and hang oh, out. Oh, you know, I've like only been garbage. to a couple shows there since. I don't like anything where you have to get there early. That's why I never go to cemetery screenings is because you have to, like, oh. go sit in the – sit and wait in the afternoon. No, it used to for be For nighttime fun. stuff. Like, yeah. when they first started doing those, I would just be drunk by the time yeah. I got in. Yeah. And then it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or if you fun. go, like – if you go to something that you don't care that much about having a good seat for, it can be yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 Now it's literally people getting drunk early and then literally pissing on a grave. Oh. Yeah. Which is upsetting. It's... Yeah. I'd be pissed if I was dead and buried there and yeah. then they did movies. And I mean, somebody... then again, I guess if like my life was movies and now like people are watching movies in my cemetery. I don't know. Maybe yeah, but if you're you dead in the loved. ground, the last thing you want is some jackass who came there to watch Caddyshack on the 4th of July weekend squat over you to piss, right? Ca- but uh, just to... Just you to don't add. know what I like. So, <laughs> so visceral. That was so specific. Just to add on to that, is that what happens? We actually just stay underground and stare up? I know. For God eternity. help us all. That if, our, if our options are shitting either... on me is like breaking the yeah. pattern. Like, at least. please, somebody come shit Sorry. on me. Sorry, no, no. That's, I was gonna say. Oh, either that or you're uh, left alone and doing that. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'd rather somebody piss on me once in a while. And I would love for there to be more movies. I guess. Mix it up a little. Yeah. Bored to death in here. My dad. Um, my mom died in '99, and we've found different places or she wanted to be her ashes to be spread in different places. But one place in particular is in Colorado in Crested Butte um, where we vacation a lot. And there's a particular spot where there's this brook that comes down from a valley that's gorgeous. And the brook goes all the way down into this river. And she requested that she be some of her ashes be spread there. And this was so. This was a long time ago that this happened. My dad and I were in Colorado, and we were sort of talking about it, about something else, about somebody else's ashes. And he goes, "Yeah, she, mom's up there in a gopher hole. Yeah, she won't end up in the Baja." <laughs> he said, "She won't end up in the Baja." <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, what? He's like talking about it with such. It was so funny, but <laughs> but he was not making a joke. He was just saying, "Yeah, I put her in a place that where she would stay there and Aww. not be." 
uh, washed to see, but it was so weird that he said "bah," like as if that would be the worst thing. Not and, and also gopher hole. Like what? Is... God forbid your mother end up at Rosarita Beach. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It's like my. It's like not like my mom said, um, "Put me in a gopher hole" because I don't want to end up in the fucking bah. <laughs> Swear to God, I swear to God, if I even see Ensenada when I'm dead, <laughs> no, I am a coming I'm back to haunt your ass. You. <laughs> okay, Sam Cook. Speaking of, yeah, oh, but what's you sent he me haunting? Okay, here's something. I'm jumping. Can I jump ahead? Yeah. Just here's an interesting thing that I discovered yesterday. Oh. So he died. You just found that Hopefully out. That's more than that. <laughs> Yes, okay, he died. He died. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys know, maybe you already know this from just doing some research, do you know that he lived in Los Feliz? That, I, I found that out today in that other doc that I was watching. I went to his house yesterday. What? And? Uh, wait, wait, where does he his live His house is on, uh, uh, it was on, it's on Ames. Um, Ames, uh, Iowa. In Los Feliz. Uh-huh. It's like up, like kind of off of Rowena. It's like very, I was driving around with uh, my kid asleep in the back seat. She was just taking a nap and I was listening to, um, uh, like I was listening to some Sam Cook in the car to get in the mood for this and like just doing a little research on him and uh, his address popped up and it's, uh, it, the wrong address popped up, but I did a little sleuthing and I was able to figure it out because I like parked at the bottom of the street and I was like, maybe it's here. And I kept looking and then it's like just up the hill from where I was mm-hmm. um, and it is so his son part of his tragicness Mm -hmm. is his son drowned in their pool um i think within a couple years of him dying maybe the same year that he died the pool is still there it's in the front yard it's in the front yard this is how i knew i was at the right house the gate happened to be open i didn't go in or anything like that i was just in in the you didn't go in the pool <laughs> go in the pool, but I was able to like I turned around in there. It's like a huge, like a steep driveway, so I wasn't gonna like go down. But I was able to like turn around in the driveway, and I saw the pool. the front yard pool is still there. A child drowned in it. The the pool is still there. It's crazy. But I was like, oh, this is Sam Cook's house. That's wild. You think that you would repave? I mean, every every pool. part of it is crazy, and also a pool in the front yard is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is crazy, but it's I. I it was who wants to swim in front of strangers. It was <laughs> that was so weird. But even just sitting in my car, going like, "Oh, let me just see where he lived," and going like, "Oh," because uh, I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll just go like venture there one day." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I can do this in this same nap right now. There, I don't have to wait for mm-hmm. another thing." So I just drove over there. And is it near the um? There's like that convent that Katy no, Perry. Katie Perry. No, Katy Perry. I was going to ask you about that. that. No. Okay. no. Yeah. Because that's we're no, I, no and that's next that. to the LaBianca house. Yes. Yeah, but it's not near there. No. What a storied. Okay. It right? is like a, it's crazy. I'm it's gonna come it's weird that like that. There's a I can't picture a house with a pool in the front yard in that area. It's crazy. Well, I think it's because it's like a sunken. Okay. It's like uh, there's a huge space. If the gate is closed, it's it might as well be a backyard. It's not. It's not a front yard like we're thinking of a okay. front yard, but it's in front of the house. Directly in front of the yeah. door. Pools don't yeah. belong in front of houses. <laughs> they don't. But I guess why not? You're thinking yeah. of a, I bet there's no backyard to that house. If I had uh, to You're thinking of a moat, Deb? You're thinking of <laughs> It was a moat. I mean, there was <laughs> a crocodile in there. <laughs> crocodile? Mm-hmm. Alligator, sure. little troll, little troll. Three. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, another, I 
read this on the wiki page and was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I read it again today. I was like, wait, that's kind of weird. It's not not in any conspiracy way because we'll get to the death in a bit. But after he died, his good friend is it Bobby Womack? Yes, I that was it's I, yeah married <laughs> uh, widow. Uh, what is what was her name? Um, Mrs. Cook, Cookie, <laughs> Mrs. Cookie. It's Clark Cookie. And then sure. had an affair with Cook's daughter. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Buddy. And then she married his brother. Yeah. There's some. <laughs> and they started a singing duo. Yes, Womack and Womack. Yeah. We'll be right back with Womack and Womack. <laughs> there was a lot of fucked up. I mean, this was this was not like a the like a perfect family no but yeah. well, like cook there was, was a lot of sam cook was married twice right so his yeah. first marriage was um a dancer singer lady with a name that is escaping me dolores here lies um, a woman with a name <laughs> dancer singer they divorced and was it dolores that he like stopped her right before she married uh she was about to marry like a pastor or a minister or something like that and he like he saved st- her from he, the like, lord stopped her the day she was gonna get married I, I think so. Well, because this is fifty three, so I think that that tracks. Oh, babies, he was so young. Yeah, yeah. he because di- he died when he was thirty three. So all of this happened. That's so much. Just right back to That's- Jesus. <laughs> Seriously, she died while he was still like she died That's before right. him though because she was yeah. killed in a car accident yeah. in um, Fresno, and oh, then insult to injury. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the places to die. <laughs> My God. Um, no shade. We love Fresno here on Whitey. You know that. Do this we? is a pro Fresno podcast? <laughs> I didn't know. Pro-friends? Sorry, guys. Sorry, our, we should be clear. Ours is, uh, Anti, we are not We, we are, are not Fresno. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I thought about Fresno until now. If so that's you live in Fresno and are listening to this, let us know and we will issue an on-air apology. <laughs> But you have to let us live know. On if, live on air. Live on air. If you live in Fresno and you listen to our podcast, stop it. Yeah, stop it. You, you, you can't have Unsubscribe. our podcast. Unsubscribe. Um, Take back your review. I, well, she was survived by her son, Joey. But was that his son, too? I think so. I and think is that so. the son he that drowned in the no. 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 Okay. Yeah. His son that drowned was little. Vincent? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, he had children with the, his... With Cookie, <laughs> with his second wife, Barbara. Yeah. Barbara. Barbara. Okay. Um, yeah, they had three kids: Linda, Tracy, and Vincent. And he also had. Oh yeah, yeah. Chill, he, he had out of wedlock, right? There, yeah, he had uh, affairs with many, many, many women, and uh, had like some women gave birth in the same week or something like that to daughter. He had like three other daughters. Um, he was a. A womanizer. Yeah, and uh, I believe that sh- his wife also had a affair. Like, I think they, I don't imagine it was like the happiest marriage in the world, but maybe it made them happy. Yeah, maybe they were just like that work swinging, having a house. They had a front yard pool, yeah, and open marriage. Because it's hard to tell with a lot of this stuff. So much of it is rumors. Yeah, like I think that I think he was a philanderer. Like I, I think that was fact. But there's so much of like there's rumors that like she the. Part of the one of the conspiracy theories of his death was like Barbara was behind it, the wife was behind it because she was sleeping with the local bartender um, at what? the time, and like th- there's like a lot of stuff surrounding. There was that. only one bartender <laughs> in the Hollywood. Local bartender? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> overworked. <laughs> it was over at the Bigfoot Lounge. Ah. <laughs> 
Um, let's get into the deaths for a minute. We'll jump around between like yeah. yeah. So early hours, December eleventh, nineteen sixty-four. Is that when Pearl Harbor was? I mean, not nineteen sixty-four, but was it December eleventh? Seven. Okay. Yeah. December eleventh, nineteen sixty-four. So Cook was drinking at this bar, and he met this woman named Eliza or is Eliza Boyer. I'm not sure you pronounce it. I don't remember. Um, they ended up at the Hacienda Motel, which I think is in um, South Central. I'm going to go ahead and class it up and say that it's Eliza Boyer. Ooh. <laughs> it was <laughs> not. <laughs> it was absolutely not. Well, in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she keeps correcting everybody. It's Boyer. Um, no, she isn't. was 22. He was 33. So already. Oh, boy. And she, she was potentially a <laughs> prostitute. I think yes. she was a rest. Yeah, and I didn't. Or a scammer, but again. Yeah, because I didn't know the. I read today that she was arrested for prostitution after. Later. Yeah, and was right. also involved in another murder. I think is that right? I, I believe yeah. so. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, her. I'm jumping ahead. Okay, but yeah. uh, keep her. Miss um, Boyer. So they. So yeah. So Miss Boyer <laughs> and. Uh, Mr. Cookie mm-hmm. Ms. register Ms. at the hotel at the Hacienda Motel. I'm sorry, as Mr. And Mrs. Sam Cook, which is like <sighs> I didn't I, know that. I know, which is already a little like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's just because it's easier to write that when you're signing in than yeah. be like and and, and prostitute. And prostitute. I think. Imagine the wedding invitation saying, uh, Sam Cook and prostitutes. <laughs> the parents <Question>. of. <laughs> um, so uh, she left the room with most of his clothes. He was apparently wearing one shoe and a jacket, and then he broke into the motel's office where he thought she was hiding, and then he found Bertha Franklin, who's the motel manager, and she is the one who shot him three times. Uh, and killed him, and then beat beat him with a broom, or a, not a broom. Yeah, post a shooting or post shooting. Yeah, she hit him over the head. He he got up, and I mean, again, who the fuck knows what actually happened? Apparently, he got up and uh, said something like, "You shot me." Yeah, <laughs> like, confirming. Yeah, uh, and then she was it a broom? Something like that. Something continue, like that. Continue that to like right, yeah. be, be the him. handle of something. Yeah. yeah. Right, and her reasoning was that she said Cook had tried to rape Eliza, Lisa, and then turned on her. Um, and that was and the reasoning that was given as far as like what uh, Bertha, 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 no, Berth. sorry, Bertha. I had a typo. But Franklin um, has its own pronunciation, wouldn't you say? Uh, Franklin. <laughs> Well, it's also, there's part of it of, like, at the dinner that he was at, I wish this restaurant was still there. Yeah. Uh, Man, uh, what is it called? It was on Vine, right? It was, like, Coanga. Coanga. Like, right around there. Uh, And it looks so cool. Yeah. It looks like a... um, The spot. Like a what's it called? Uh, it looks like the perfect. Look like a Musso Frank. Yeah. I was just thinking Musso Frank. Yeah, yeah. the perfect place to pick up a twenty-year-old prostitute yeah. and then possibly well, rape her. And she maybe was uh, scamming again. One of the theories because he apparently pulled out this huge wad of cash that night, which, which again, another thing was maybe that it was around Christmas time that he was um, had all that money to. For all of his children to get things for all yeah, of I his children. Yeah, I think he had children. just come off, according to what friend of his that was there that night, he had just come there, he had just finished a tour and had a big wad of cash. But he was like showing it off and had like several martinis and then somehow this woman got into the mix. But it's, but she may have been part of a thing that was like, you get people super drunk, 
Right. Mm-hmm. Hustlers move. Yeah. yeah knock totally. them out. Total grifter. Throw, throw shit out the window because that's where his like pants were found outside the window or something. Like that. Yeah, and window. only a hundred and some odd dollars were found in that. Ugh. But I think the big thing that's this this story is really about the LAPD being racist. Yes. And yeah. The the only reason, not the only reason. There's the, the why these conspiracy theories. Some seem logical. Some are not. They, why they exist is because the LAPD didn't do an investigation yes. that was thorough because of ra- racism. Yes. Like, yes. at the end of the 100%. day, it's racism. Right. Mm-hmm. The and coroner's office basically said, yeah, this is justifiable homicide. Case closed, the end. And they've tried to sort of, there's been talk about opening up the investigation again yeah. and again, but it never has. Yeah. And all of this, like, is so, and all of the conspiracy theories around it, all of it is so much tied to it. And, like, it's, it, you can't talk about it without talking about how big of a, uh, a person he was in the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's like a humongous part of him because it was he. One of the other rumors was like it's uh, uh like I don't know if it was like the mafia was trying to shut him down because he was starting his own. He record wanted to company, do his yeah. own record company where they did everything in house, yes. and the the mob was so connected in the record industry and tried to shake him down, and he said no because he wanted he all he was trying to do was get a voice for african-american artists um and give them a place and but also like one of the coolest things i didn't know this until i watched the there's a documentary that everybody should see that we're getting this is where we're getting most of our information mm-hmm. from it's the uh the two, two deaths kill, two of, de- yeah. the two deaths of sam cook mm-hmm. um and it like there's one part of it that talks about this like amazing night that uh i don't was it the night that muhammad ali one uh, beat Sonny Liston. Yeah, and they were all hanging out together. It yeah, was, uh, it was Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, or it was Cassius Clay, but it like yeah. almost Muhammad Ali, uh, Jim Cook. Jim Brown, Jim Brown, yeah, and Sam right. Cook, all in one place together. These like four insanely amazing human beings, yeah. like together. Like everybody, they all had FBI files on them. Like everybody, it was just yeah. like and everyone, but um. Muhammad Ali died. Yeah. Like shortly. And Jim Brown. And yeah, yes, that's right. Jim Brown. But so, even Sonny Liston lived until he was like, he died in 69 or 70 or something like that. But I think that's different. But the uh, Malcolm X was killed. Um, All within like a very short yeah. range. Do you have, this is an odd question, but, or let me rephrase it. Hmm. Do you have a conspiracy theory surrounding Sam Cooke's death that you're like, I kind of believe that one. And do you have one that you're like, that's insane? I, I'm i not sure if it's insane, but I don't buy the Alan Klein. No. Alan Klein was his, uh, it's a, a very well-known manager in, in like 70s, 60s uh, music because he managed the Rolling Stones. He's tried to start to manage the Beatles, but, but was the, almost the cause essentially of that that him doing that caused the Beatles to break up. It's not Alan Klein's fault that the Beatles broke up, but he that was a big part of it. And Alan Klein was known to be not the most he could get money for the artist. And I think it what he impressed Sam Cooke because he just walked up to him because I think Alan Klein was working for RCA, did he was an accountant, did an audit. And f- just walked up to Sam Cooke and said, here's a check for $5,000. This is the money that RCA owes you. And Sam Cooke, I think, went, 
you're going to manage me. From yeah. So Alan Klein was definitely involved with his business practices, but also was being not great about being clear about who controlled what. And um, Sam Cooke had discovered that Alan Klein was controlling way more than Sam Cooke wanted to, him to. Like Sam Cooke was supposed to end up with all the rights after a certain yeah. amount of time, and he was not going to. And his family still does not have, like, oh, I, didn't know that. I, I believe that his family does not have any of the royalties or rights to his music. So, yeah. so the, the, the conspiracy theory about Alan Klein hearing about this and wanting him dead, I think, is so off the mark because of... Alan Klein. This was before the Rolling Stones. I don't know. He, he just, it seems crazy. It's just far-fetched. Well, I mean, the week before he died, he was going to confront Alan Klein yeah. over some paperwork. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's part of where that comes yeah. from. It, and, yeah. uh, I think a lot of things were coming to a head for him probably in that time, if I had to guess, with starting that, his label and all, all yeah, of those yeah. different things. I don't know. I, my guess is, like, he was hustled. Mm-hmm. Things went awry mm-hmm. and the LAPD blew it blew it like yeah. I, I, I'm guessing it's probably I mean this is off of it's such a nothing. strong claim though for the motel manager to straight up be like oh this girl says he was gonna rape her that's so like yeah the- he- I mean I was gonna say heavy but- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that <laughs> fucking heavy <laughs> but, but it's I- also like no, like there's that's- rumors that she was in on it too right yeah she had also there's also something in her past or her something that happened after that made it go like, oh, you maybe are in on this in some capacity the, the, or just not good. I'm sort I'm with you on the fact that it was essentially the the charge of justifiable homicide was a stretch. Um, but uh, it was they were just trying to finish the investigation the LAPD and probably said, let's go with that. And they didn't want to charge her for second first degree murder to, to, to finish the the whole thing. And it, the, 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 the sort of timeline of what happened, I don't, I, I'm always confused about whether, um, Ms. Part Boyer, Boyer, <laughs> Eliza Boyer, Ms. Boyer. She felt, she testified that she felt she was about to get raped and um, Sam Cooke went to the bathroom. She escaped, grabbed his pants, and just tore, just ran out. But she called the police. Yes. Yeah. And uh, said, "I'm like but from a random. Kidnapped. She was kidnapped." There's a lot of holes in it, and it's uh, also like, and the who, who knows what is to believe. But in all of the like documenting of it, all of his friends and stuff, everything say, of course, say that's not him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they all are very upfront with going, yeah, he fucked a lot of women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right. there, there's no like trying to hide who he was. Everyone. It's a very upfront. Like he was very flawed. He drank a lot. He did this. He did that. He was, there was a lot going on. That is not him. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, and that's, you know, and the one thing I'd like to, I hope uh, that's true. I'll, I'll, yeah. I hope with all of my heart that that is true. The, the idea that he realizes that his pants that had five, grand tons of money were just stolen he has no pants he puts on a coat and a shoe and runs out and thinks that she's in this i bet he would he's angered yeah like and drunk and And drunk yeah and at least and banging on the door in the middle of like a 2 a.m um i I think unfortunately that fits a 
the justifiable homicide yeah. um, story. But again, we don't know. It felt so tidy. Yeah. Yeah. And Ultimately, it's like you said, the LAPD suck. Yeah. And they have been racist for... Since L.A. became a city. Yeah, Yeah. it it all could have happened just like they said, and it still sucks. Yeah, exactly. Like, there wasn't a thorough investigation no matter which way you cut it. It could have been way worse than we want it to be. It could have been uh, made way worse because of her shooting him. Mm -hmm. Regardless, LAPD sucks. It's it's doubly sad because it's... what he would have become potentially like yeah. the song and change is going to come is so powerful and so beautiful. And that was, he wrote that inspired by um, Bob, Dylan. Bob Dylan and wanted his own. It was like his retort to blowing in the wind. Yeah. Right? And he had covered blown in the wind too, yeah. he was like, but a, it was a like, black his... man should write a song. Like yeah. This. yeah. And he did. And, and he it's did. beautiful. And even there's a, a line in it that the record company didn't even put out. Uh, initially it's you can it's on all all, all our versions now because again like we can hear those things and it's not blasphemous but it was all it was it was like i i go to the movies i go downtown and they say don't hang around it's something it's like knock me knock me down or something yeah like like it's uh but that 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 alone what he would have done i know yeah that's of all the artists that have been cut to uh, whose lives have been cut too early. I think Sam Cooke has to be the, the most where you can actually, you can almost track his path yeah. after what he would have done yeah. and go like, oh, he would have been so and what important been. for all these moments. And yeah, because you know. yeah, if he had continued to live, he'd be past, well past 80 at this point. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? All the he, albums, <laughs> all I mean, the songs. I mean, yeah, like, what do you think he could have or would have accomplished? Or, like, how do you see... Let's assume he had, had lived a, a long, happy I mean, the musical life. alone would be insane. But, like, what he did in that small time... Like, he refused to play to segregated audiences. He, like... Yeah, that was rare for like that was one. He was one of the first people to say no. And he did a lot of, of things like that, and uh, I think he would have kept doing that. I mean, I think he would have fought mm-hmm. for voices that were stifled and continued to fight. And we probably would have a shit ton more music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, and also uh, <laughs> that we don't have because he died. Sure, and also like a a beautiful example of um, and beyond and uh a uh. A black man owning his stuff and being an entrepreneur and helping other people. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he moved to RCA and like late fifties, early sixties. Then um, that's where we got Chain Gang and we get uh, Wonderful World and Twisting the Night Away, um, Another Saturday Night, Mm -hmm. but like tons, tons more hits. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he goes, "I'm going to make my own company." Which was is it S A R or SAR? SAR. SAR. And um, it's Boye. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad we've got. I'm glad you're here because we have. We if there's any doubt, we come to you on pronunciation, and you always give it way more than we thought. It I mean, was. I'm looking at the time here, and I was like, I haven't talked in like seven <laughs> minutes. I was noticing it too. I was looking for a way to get in a hand on the shoulder reference. Oh. <laughs> uh, he was really the. Um, eye doctor technician's <laughs> hand on the shoulder there we go. There we if, go. if he was still yeah. around he would have put his hand yeah. on the shoulder oh, and that of hit the, of touchy-feely yeah. would, would yeah. have been a there great hit oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> touchy-feely 
touching at the doc, touching at the eye doctor. Ever but I do the touch of feeling One, two, three, three for now. What what were you saying? You were like he had Sar. He made Sar. Yeah, and the whole point of it was because like the fact that he owned his own record label at that time is crazy. And he a a music publishing company which is Cags Music. Yeah, and uh, like he had offices at Warner Brothers Music or Warner Brothers. I think. Yeah. Pre Burbank move, like I think they were still in Hollywood. Yes, um, there was. He was Barry Gordy before Barry Gordy existed. I think, like he he was the pre- yeah. yeah he was like the original the, black yeah. music capitalist mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that like you can now see the roots of that being tracked all the way to I don't yeah. know what's the most recent. Maybe Jay Z is the most prominent. Yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, as far or certainly the richest. Menudo. Menudo is another yeah. great mm-hmm. current example of. <laughs> Of a black capitalist <laughs> artist, definitely. <laughs> um, and, like, obviously impacted all these other singers after him. Otis Redding mm. and Al Green and, mm-hmm. I mean, fucking everybody, right? Otis Redding, who didn't even make it till 30. Really? I don't, I believe so. Because I, I started looking him up, too, because I also that, love That's Otis wild Redding. for the music industry. Uh, it's yep. all fucking crazy. So <laughs> young. It's so young. All I mean, the but for amount the music industry, deaths, that's like you might as that's like your saying, you, yeah, you might you yeah. broke 30. in at seventy seven in acting. Well, that's why yeah. I'm like, I wonder if uh, <laughs> <Fingers> <laughs> <crossed>. <laughs> there's hope for all of us. <laughs> I feel like to, like the odds were so stacked against Sam Cooke to yeah. begin with. Like, yeah. if this hadn't happened, who knows what else? I I wonder if he would have made it to eighty. You know. If he would have done it to himself, if he no, mm-hmm. I don't mean kill himself, but like, I don't know, yeah. you know. Oh, you know that that that's another interesting thing about that documentary that you, what you said just reminded me of is that he, yeah, he was born in Mississippi and his grandmother was a slave, I think, or great grandmother was a slave, so he was uh, witnessed Jim Crow, moved up to Chicago pretty quickly with his family and witnessed middle class African American life and. For him, it was like, why not me? He was yeah. seeing it all around him, yeah. in 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 one population. But he was he he. I think that's what just goes to show, like, you give economic opportunity that keeps inspiring people to be like, why not me? Why why not me? Whereas if he had stayed in Mississippi, or whatever circumstances change, he might not have witnessed anybody in the middle class yeah. life. And yeah. Um, well, once again, I'm talking about stuff I don't really know about. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 I always have a m- moment in the back of my stuff where I'm like, eh, poor white people sitting around. Yeah, I know. About that. But like, yeah. he was, a, he We're was, all he was incredibly important. qualified during <laughs> African American History Month <laughs> to speak about the impacts mm-hmm. of a, of a it, white but, neighborhood on a black but man. He reached, but he was like, he did, he reached white audiences yeah. in a way that like, yeah, he was he, a definite crossover yeah. hit. Like, he knocked Elvis Presley off the charts. Yeah. Really he knocked Jailhouse Rock off the charts, which so is crazy good. for the time because yeah. Elvis is out here Elvis stealing Elvis. music. I know. Yeah. But being Elvis, you know, you can't deny he was Elvis, even though he was just stealing music left, right, and center. And then this guy comes along and says, no, fuck you. My voice is better. My songs are better. I'm good. And he yeah. does it. Does the yeah. dang thing. It's but, insane. But I love, I love that uh, the... The, the seeing the cause of economic opportunity, how it affects artists, and I know that artists are sometimes flourish with ch- in a challenged environment, but f- the idea of the, the whole funk music explosion that happened in the '70s from Detroit and Cleveland and all those upper Midwest um, cities was a part 
because the the parents of those musicians had good jobs. Yeah. They were able to afford to buy instruments mm-hmm. for their kids and have a house that had a yeah. basement that True. had room to play around. And some of those in funk world, they started to get sent, like these are more expensive instruments. And so it, when there were good jobs, great shit started happening yeah. to, um, there, I, I did it again. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Here's, here. Are you just saying that? I'm running like, for president. Oh, you heard you it heard, here first. Do you guys I, I chose hear this a... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're honored. Yeah. But fuck you, Fresno. I don't want your votes. Stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> I will be president of the entire country except for Fresno. The fact that he like moved from gospel to pop too is like yeah. a huge deal because basically in the black music community at that time it was like don't do that man yeah. don't do that stick to the thing you yeah. know and then he's like no i'm just gonna do it anyway and see so it became this like you know second coming of of like nat king cole so to speak and the fact that he was so smooth and this, i think like, he knew he voice. knew how good he was yeah i i, I think he did yeah. and it seems just a like, lesson I mean, for all of us because well, value I have ta- yourself. Steve and I have talked about. Know yeah, but he was like really are. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would like to value myself, but like he was like undeniably good. Yeah. Some people think I'm funny, and other people are like, Yeah, I'm sure she's a good mom. <laughs> like so. Jesus. But Sam Cooke was undeniable. <laughs> I am a good mom. No, I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you remember? She wouldn't leave her child in the car to go <laughs> swimming go swim in, in a stranger's <laughs> pool. <laughs> That's a good mom. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, just that idea of like undeniability, like yeah. treating yourself with that kind of respect, yeah. his, whether his, you've earned it or not. His, his yeah. brother, his younger brother was telling the story about how when they were really young, Sam Cooke would put all these sticks in the sand, like a, a row of sticks. And his brother like, what are you doing? It's like, what are you, why are you doing that? And he said, that's the audience. Mm. And I'm going to sing to those sticks because I want to get used to singing in front of people's sticks. Oh my God. And oh. That's how that's a, what an confident idiot. he What a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, what a, grab a human. Or <laughs> stuffed animals like a normal oh, totally. child. Get your plushies. Yeah. Goddamn idiot. A, grab oh, three of those sticks and make a doll. His his talent, undeniable. But boy, what a stupid child. <laughs> what, a, what, an, what a dumb kid. What an idiot. He really grew your into Your brother is but, right there. Sing yeah. to him. Uh, do you guys want to hear a, f- a fun fact? Yes. Yeah. So there was a lot of, um, uh, what if this had nothing to say? <laughs> <laughs> Before 7-Eleven was 7-Eleven. It was 710. It was 710. It's crazy. Uh, there were a lot of, he was like uh, really like tabloid magazines and stuff loved him uh and loved to put out stories for, about him and one of the stories that they did about him in 1962 which is so like right before he died uh was that he had leukemia he was going to die from it uh uh and he was going to donate his eyes to ray charles <laughs> I, that's i don't I, I, the immediate laughing reaction is just because <laughs> i mean it's, well, the, what it's, it's gonna, insane which yeah, part do what which one do we deal with yeah exactly <laughs> he's done he's not just doesn't have he has leukemia he is going to die immediately from it right and he is going to donate his Which eyes actually to ray charles. not to okay i'm gonna put on my tinfoil cap for a second did ray mm-hmm. charles well have something to that's do that's what i was gonna say nobody was more crushed when he died than ray charles <laughs> like, there went my eyes there went my fucking i don't eyes. think if you have a leukemia you can donate your eyes i mean there's a lot of problems with what <laughs> can you, can you donate eyes there's poop transplants yeah. did you guys know that that's a real how thing does that too. work 
Uh, it uh, helps people with like gut gut bacteria health stuff. But like, how's it a poop transplant? You take somebody's poop and then it gets transplanted into somebody else's intestines. You don't need a doctor for into that. Into the poop. The it's I think it's the same thing of like in order to make yogurt, you need yogurt. Okay. Yeah. Because it um I get of what the you're live or cultures. sourdough bread, the mother exactly. Mother and I think what you do is you take healthy poop mm-hmm. and you put it in the intestines or whatever, whatever in the butthole, okay. whatever I don't yeah. know, wherever poop comes out, intestines, butthole, <laughs> wherever, belly button, wherever you put it in the belly button. Uh, and you have, and a, then I and think I think the healthy bacteria. My kid did not come out of any of those. Things. No, but I mean like it poops, <laughs> but it poops. It does, it does poop, and you don't know where it's coming from. I know where the poop comes out. Okay. I don't know where the poop goes got it, in. Got it, got it. Do you know I where see. poop goes in? Do a poop no. goog. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing, I mean, yeah. I'm, so I, I where assume, does the poop go? Who knows? But uh, I'm guessing then the healthy bacteria yeah. in the healthy poop okay. takes over the bad poop. I was a stem cell match for somebody and I gave stem cells. You did? And so they. Um, they had to like give he went through chemo and like had to like completely like shut down his immune yeah. system then they gave him my stem cells the, so like he's making my blood so it's that kind of people think of it as a that. new yeah. birthday when yeah. that happens yeah. that's painful that's and incredible that you did that uh, well that's heroic. bone marrow would have been oh, painful no but stem cell is also very i mean i did have to sit and watch six hours of trisha yearwood's country kitchen oh god while, while, with needles in both yeah. arms maybe i'm thinking uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Um, oh, good yeah. for you. That's your kitchen, the one where it's well, Trisha Yearwood. Uh-huh. I'm glad you know this is a music episode. Uh, Trisha Yearwood, wife of Garth Brooks, yes, shows you how to make something in her country kitchen. I didn't know they were yeah, married. and then and it's normally like a pie. Yeah, and okay. then she sings <laughs> one of her songs. Then <laughs> <laughs> she sings songs at the end. Yeah, she sings a song <laughs> she at the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have seen this. That, that's um, a brilliant concept. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Cook and yeah. sing? Sure. The co- the co- the I mean, the fact that she has a cooking show, great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I couldn't change the channel. I bet, I, had, it, I bet it does tubes. extremely well. Yeah. Nobody was there to help you? You were alone? Well, no. The- like, I mean, no, you there, chose, was, there, you were, chose there were this. like nurses and stuff. You chose to watch this. A little bit. I mean, I did a full scan of like the seven channels available. Yeah. On this weird little, like, attached to the hospital bed TV and right. Trisha Yearwood's country kitchen just Do landed it. on I'd, top. I'd probably watch that. Yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch the shit out of the country. It was, either that or, it was either that or Below Deck Mediterranean, no, which no. I don't think <laughs> is as right. good as the original the Below right Deck. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Forgot you're a purist. Yeah, I am. Steve's hot take is not music venues, but no. that. The, uh, I have no conspiracy theories on Sam Cooke's murder, but if you want to talk to me about the Below Deck series, I, got I, t- hot I think I there. realize I've got like of that type of show. This is different, but I'm if if I happen to flip through the channels and Naked and Afraid is on, I can't stop watching that show. Yeah, do you know this show? Mm-hmm. I know of it. I haven't seen it. Why? Why do I like this show? Because I don't... you can't believe that there are human beings that would do this. <laughs> For what? I think you're right. It's you know I was just talking about that show Real Sex. Remember, you guys remember Real Sex on yeah. HBO? Yeah. Taught me everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> How Last to hold night... the condom box just right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the the episode of Naked Afraid last night was a a team. <laughs> so they all got together, and I'm like, these are just fucking nudists. Yeah. Hanging yeah. out. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. It wasn't about the challenge. It was like. I like hanging with my dick out with people. Yeah, yeah, that always reminds me of like, uh, you know, every now and then on Twitter, I've talked about this before, where somebody will be like, 
You know what would be great is just like a building where you could rent books <laughs> and bring them back. It and exists. I'm like, yeah, you're talking about a fucking library or what? It, like somebody will just come up with the concept of a public park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. right. <laughs> that's what it feels a, like. A place outside Ugh. where I could take my dog. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and it's free, it's free. and I don't need to pay. Yeah. It's I called the was, library. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a walkway on the side of the road <laughs> where I could walk. Yeah, you actually With say the, the actual name of it somewhere in there. It's called the library. You yeah. take a pool and you put it in the front yard. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. A front pool. <laughs> um, so as he was uh, touring and stuff, it turns out that like he stood up to some racist cops. Mm-hmm. Um, they came on his tour bus. Yeah, Quincy mm-hmm. Jones talked about how they had to tour in the segregated South, and they had to sleep in mortuaries, which is yeah. very Jesus. Yes, mm-hmm. or sleeping on a cot, and there'd be like, he says, uh, six bodies up there in the caskets. Ugh. Just a crazy way to think about. Like, think about the fact of like when you perform, and then you get mm-hmm. to go to your bed at night, and instead it's like I have to go sleep in a cot next to dead people. Oh. Who are looking up at you and they're like, thank God some entertainment has come along. (laughs) (laughs) Some piss on me. Yeah, Yeah, please. They won't end up in the Baja. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just was like, there's so much that this guy had to overcome. And so by the time he releases, uh, a change is going to come. Obviously, it's like stood the test of time, I think, is this anthem. Would you say that that's like his... uh, his magnus opus yeah most important yeah. song yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i yeah. would agree i mean my favorite is saturday night alone but i can understand <laughs> yeah. i think that yeah. that's not his opus yeah that's fair like i love you send me but yeah. i think a change is gonna come has to be like the thing you yeah. you put in a box that you send into space and then yeah. when aliens mm-hmm. are like what the hell is this box from earth like you put that yeah. song in there i mean it's, it'd be we could we could sit around and list all his weird songs all yeah. night yeah, it's, it's definitely ones. that yeah. yeah uh yeah uh is there any particular album i mean we we briefly touched on um night in the, the miami harlem yeah club uh what is the full name of that album um li- my, miami's harlem. harlem square club uh, uh, that's the live I mean. recording yeah. from there. Is there anything else? Oh, where so you're that like, wasn't in in it's Harlem. It's not in Harlem. Oh, no, well, I, it's I in Miami. Okay. Um, but it's called the Harlem Square Club. Oh, fun fact: he was like the first guy to play the Copacabana because not the first guy ever to play the Copacabana, but like um, a lot of places like the Copacabana and other nightclubs were off limits to R and B acts, mm. and he mm. was the first one to sort of break through that and be like, "Fuck you guys! I'm playing for white folks." Uh, which good for him. Uh, but I was going to ask, like, beyond that live album, is there any other, like, a full album where you're like, oh, yeah, this is the one? I'm not sure if I know his albums as well as uh, I know the singles. Sure. And it's also, like, a time where they were putting out more singles yeah. versus now, or I don't know, maybe starting, what, the 70s, where it became, or I don't know, mid-60s became album time. Yeah. I yeah. would say it's actually kind of, circled back in and now it is singles again um do you guys know about the shreveport mayor who apologized 50 years later for shreveport's mistreatment of sam cook no, no but that was a big one yes do you oh, do you know about like what they do did tell. in shreveport um was that the one where uh they wouldn't let him stay at the motel and then they refused to leave yeah, so he was in town for a performance in 63, and Cook made reservations at a Holiday Inn, and they turned him away because he was black. Um, and obviously awful, and oh. the Shreveport mayor 
50 years later is like, mm, we're sorry about that. Uh, Which is like on the... 50 on the, years. Yeah, <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, 50 years. I mean, he talked about there was like a... He would fly in. There was a city where he flew in in the south where he couldn't get to his concert. Oh, that's right. Because the taxi cabs wouldn't drive a black man. And, and the black, black taxi cabs kid. couldn't make it into the airport. Exactly. God. And so he couldn't perform. Like, he, what he went through to do what he did, yeah. even. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, the only show he ever canceled was in Memphis because it was going to be a segregated audience. And yeah. as we talked about earlier, he was like, no, nah, I don't do that. It's cr- you mean, need and, to. And he was staying at the hotel that Martin Luther King was later. later yeah, yeah, to go through oh. all of that just to, like, pursue your love and what you believe in. I mean, yeah. I, if like, if Lyft is in surge pricing, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. my improv show. <laughs> so. Oh, it's good to relate. It's good to <laughs> find your way into these stories. <laughs> I mean, it puts me on a very similar level, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, he was like terrified to put out A Change Is Gonna Come because he was like, uh, yeah, they're, like I certainly, uh, certainly his wife was terrified for him. Where they're just like, well, that's why they ended up leaving that motel too, is because I think his wife, uh, he wasn't gonna leave. Yeah. Um, and then they'd already seen there's a friend of his that had been touring that Jesse Belvin, I think that. Uh, that's a real nerd name. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How Jesse would you pronounce it, Steve? What was it? Jesse Belvin. No, that's right. That's exactly what <laughs> it is. Jesse Belvin. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Belvin. That like, affected him so deeply because he, it was something, the, Jesse had stood up in some way, or maybe, I don't remember the circumstances, but he got on his tour bus and the tour bus later crashed, oh. or crashed, uh, um, killing every, I think mm. almost everybody on board or everybody on board. Uh, but the tires had been slashed. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. Because of what he had said or done. Or what, uh, or, that's right. And, or maybe because he was black. Like, it was all connected in that way. And it, like, all of those things, I think, that's fueled. Right. Way to go, humanity. Yeah, I mean, go. he basically wrote a change that's going to come after the Shreveport incident or, like, within a few months of it. And then he had this, got this giant orchestral uh, yeah. sound to it. And then he played it for Bobby Womack, and Bobby Womack said it sounds like death. And yeah. then Sam Cooke was like, yeah, it sounds kind of like that to me. That's why I'm never going to play it in public. Uh, and then he was like, well, it's not it's like death. It's kind of spooky, which I think is a very fun way to take back a note you gave a friend. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know. Make future, it more playful. Future, yeah, make it more playful. Just like any future creative note you give somebody, if they like react the same way as you, you can just, be like, you can just take it back and just be like, all right, spooky um yeah. i think but, he played it live once and then uh, also because the orchestral like setup was daunting right because <laughs> then it was shot pretty soon after according yeah. so it's not like he had a ton of time to yeah. go back and be like Figure i'm gonna make a really upbeat version or i'm gonna yeah. like that was it that, that's the version yeah had, and so. if, if you haven't heard that song and if you play it that orchestral part at the beginning may put you off for a hair because it's so lush and yeah almost there's a little bit of cheese going on in yeah there. but then it just makes it more powerful i think like that song deserves some like epicness i think and yeah. eventually settles down and plays well but what a song yeah. what a song why'd you look just at me for that <laughs> 
I listened to it in the car. Aw, mm-hmm. what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, Real set up to fail there. There's no way. There <laughs> was no, no way you, you could have. Well, <laughs> finally. That's what I have to say about the civil rights yeah. movement. <laughs> no um, hook. Finally, my platform. <laughs> yeah. Are there any deep? No. <laughs> Are there any deep cuts of Sam Cooks that you're like? Uh, that you feel like are worthy of being recognized in a way that maybe some this of the, is the hits get more of the attention? You're getting right at the why I feel like a little bit of a fraud because I, for this particular subject, because I don't know a lot of deep cuts. I just know that those those hits speak to me differently. I, I, it, it's strange that I haven't. Um, you know, I don't know a ton of them either, but I, w- what I do like is that I can discovering his music yeah maybe that's yeah maybe. bring it on home to me is a cook song that then got covered by aretha and paul mccartney that was, one of your, that was your favorite that's one my favorite one yeah. spoon <laughs> spoon, spoon cover. Yeah. oh yeah do you guys have a favorite cover of a sam cook do song? you know um there oh. this is random there i think it was there was a cd or an album that was made in the aughts where i think it was sports figures playing Sam Cook songs or doing like playing your favorite song and I f- I'll, I'll just do a goog you can look at me all you want I don't like it <laughs> Deb's favorite phrasing it doesn't it doesn't agree, sit well with me is it is it the it hard is it the it's it's what is it, it about it uh it, it's sound. something that doesn't need I mean it, this is a it doesn't need shortening. Yeah. It also sounds on the verge of racist. <laughs> Do a goog? <laughs> sounds I'm racist. Just saying, you, uh, Nadia asked. Why does it? What about it sounds racist? I think it's a little. I think it's just. I don't like. I don't think your intention. I don't think your intention or the word right. that or uh, that. Curious. But it's it. Well, it's one letter off. I think it's the oog of it that I don't like. One letter off of. <laughs> I can't. I, oh, oh my goodness! I'm just. I'm tired. I can't think. <laughs> this part will be removed. I know. <laughs> I'm still covering my. Would you? Would you find in that search? I don't think that's yeah. an, anything. That, but every time you say it, that's what goes into. My, I hear in my head. I, I know you, that is not your you. intention in that in any way. Also, I, I'm not a big abbreviator. That's all. <laughs> You're not big into briefing. I'm not into briefing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not big into portmanteaus. I'm not big into I, yeah. abbreviations. Boy, you must hate dealing with me. I love you. <laughs> How you feel about Brangelina? And uh, oh. I, I, most of most of it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care about most. Like I feel weird every time I. This is the dumbest example. You can cut all of this when I uh, or you don't have, whatever. Uh, we say diaper sometimes instead of diaper, and every time I say it, a little part of me dies because I'm like, why can't I just say diaper? <laughs> I don't mind nicknames. I don't think there's especially because the like, er is just kind of like it's not an extra breath or no. anything. It's yeah. just like there was an effort put yeah. into it's, it. Uh, it's like this like slip into baby talk that I wasn't prepared yeah. for. That, that I don't like happening. Sando for sandwich. No, nope. I don't. I just I don't, I don't like don't Sammy. A, I don't see a lot. I don't do it. That's I one time I did not order at a a place that had sandwiches because the menu like called them Sammys, mm. and so I just thought you I'm know what you. I'm going next door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did a Google and <laughs> don't change who you are for me. <laughs> this is this I brought that I think 
I can't remember if it was Joel's me or so Beth Beth Appel. I think we said this at the we came up with this at the same time, or maybe I stole it from her. I can't remember. Okay, so f- surprisingly, this happened. There was an album called Off the Diamond, and baseball players played did songs that they wanted to sing. This was Brilliant. like in uh, 2005. We need more of these. Ozzy Smith. We need an episode about this album. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Uh, did Cupid. Oh. Let's see how he does. Cupid, draw back your bow. Not bad. Here's the thing. Don't cover Sam Cooke. Yeah. Unless you're going to do a real cover, like a real different I can only oh, think I, one. I think this is like pretty good. I mean, for a baseball player, yeah. I think for, this should be way worse. For karaoke, worse. I'm into it. Yeah. All things considered, yeah, he yeah. did a he did an admirable. A serp, like, yeah. Also, that whole album. I mean, I bet that's, that whole album sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> In what version of amazing? What definition of amazing? I don't know. Right? Like, I mean, just. A, the I, concept. I, if people, the concept is. Truly brilliant, but the I don't know. Like I'd be curious. I want to go home and look that up. I want <laughs> more groups of non-singers to get together and do albums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but not for any specific reason. No, just to do it. Like yeah. it's not like um, kid fell down a well kind of stuff. No. Or um, like, no. Yeah, no, just just like hey, ten people. Like hey, people. hey, cast of. Riverdale, everybody, <laughs> everybody, pick a song. <laughs> Sing your heart out, kids. Yeah. Hey, women's bowling team, everybody, pick a song. We're putting out an album. Hello, U.S. women's bowling team. Yeah. They got time. <laughs> I just watched bowling at the dentist the other day. Women's bowling. Back to the dentist. Yeah. Oh. No, it was eye career. doctor before. No, I know, but now we're back to talking. You okay. Talking, you were, that was a backup career. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yes. Anyway. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> Joel Spence, uh, Deb Tarika, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thanks for having You're very us. welcome. Thank uh, you. What? Anything you'd like to plug at this time? Nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our Se- podcast. Yeah, season three should be. I'm thinking March. I'm excited. Oh, about it's it. coming up. Yeah, yeah, you can find us. Uh, uh, the name of the podcast is, is is a good explanation of what the podcast is. But um, we've got a lot of really good guests. You can find us. Tom Lennon, Paul F. Tompkins are coming up in season three. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Tony Newsom. So good. We've had. It's just real fun. We like doing it. Listen to it. Yeah. Listen to yeah. it. Please listen to it. Please yeah. Listen uh, to and it. where can people find you guys on the social medias and stuff? Oh yeah. Um, I'm uh at Instant Deborah, D E B O R A H, and then our um, our Twitter. I should have this prepared. Uh, our Twitter together. Mm-hmm. Our is uh. What's our podcast called? It's, uh, it's one of them is at particular album, and one of them is. At I'll I'll look it up while you plug yours. Okay, my mine is at Joel A Spence um, on Twitter and Insta. And then Nadia should have had this ready. No, I, I apologize. No, Nadia. we're uh, on on Twitter. We're at <laughs> particular <were> album. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? To buy us time. Say that one more time. At particular album. At particular is album our, is our Twitter. Uh, Twitter, and then our Instagram. <laughs> I think it's at this particular album. I think that's my guess. <laughs> We're so good at that. Our Twitter and Instagram this, are different too. Yes. yes, we did the best we could. Yeah, you know, uh, well, our, it's all any of 
us are doing. And Our Instagram is at this particular album. We can't we... all be Sam Cook. <laughs> <laughs> are you ending on that? What were you going to say? I was just saying that we don't memorize it because it's on an automatic yeah. part of the yeah. recording. Just we just go to it. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Okay, bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime.